Today date is the 16th of July, 2023. We are reading from the big book of AA pages 63 when we sincerely too, and including paragraph page 63, we found it very. Sarah will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Don. Sarah, go ahead. My name is Sarah, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional, so long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect, sometimes a very great one, was felt at once. And I pass. Thank you, Sarah. And now we will have Dawn, and uh, the floor is yours, Dawn. I will give you the three minutes warning as you, as you wanted to. Oh, thank you so much. Hi, everybody. My name is Dawn B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California, and it's really an honor to be here with you all today. Wow. Uh, well, let me start out by just showing you a picture of my before picture. This is me. Um, and, uh, and that's not even my largest photo. Uh, of course, I have destroyed all the photos of me at my top weight. I just felt so um, horrible. And uh, so I started in Overeaters Anonymous back in the late 1970s, if you can believe that. I came in when I was 18 years old, and I'm now 64. Um, I came in and, um, yeah, I was, I felt like I was a living, uh, the living dead. Um, I was, I don't really know what my top weight was. Uh, I stopped weighing myself. I got over uh, 235 pounds and I just stopped weighing myself at that point and just kept eating. Um, 
I feel like I was on a banana peel to 300 pounds. So um, what happened was I finally um, realized, and so just to put it bluntly, I'm one of the slowest learners you'll ever come across in these rooms. Uh, it took me almost 35 years in the rooms before I was able to get abstinent for any length of period of time. Um, but finally, finally, after, uh, like I say, almost 35 years in the rooms unsuccessfully working the program, um, I had a lot of half measures, a lot of delusional thinking. I finally got to the core of my being that I am going to die in this disease. And there is nothing ahead for me, but a lot more pain and a tremendous amount of unnecessary suffering and an early death. Or I need to clearly identify my alcoholic foods and behaviors and put them down 100% and grab hold of this program with all the enthusiasm that a drowning person grabs a life preserver and work this program like my life depends on it because it absolutely does. And that's what I did. And that was uh, 11 years ago. I'm down over 100 and I don't even know how many pounds, but I'm at a normal BMI. I don't need to lose any more weight and I'm abstaining and doing so happily. So the food isn't calling to me. I'm not white knuckling it. It's not a struggle. It's simply the most loving thing I can possibly do for myself um, on a daily basis. I'm also a mother. I have four young adult children. Uh, three of them have autism, one very, very severe. Uh, both my sons may never live on their own. I have, um, so the two that are higher functioning, they also have mental illness. They have schizoaffective disorder. Uh, my husband is a cancer survivor. He's on a feeding tube with ongoing chronic health issues. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams, not because my circumstances have changed, but because my attitude about my circumstances has been transformed through the working of the steps and through the relationship with my higher power and is simply the most beautiful, beautiful way of life. And so I am so thrilled to be here with you today and to be talking about these uh, paragraphs in the big book. I believe these are just the most, for me, this is the heart of the program. Uh, this is what I need to understand. Uh, it has to be my foundation. Uh, so, and it starts off here on the top of page 63, when we sincerely took such a position. Well, what position are we taking? So I need to back up just a little bit and uh uh, summarize what position we are taking. <clears throat> so we've just got done talking about how uh, selfishness, self-centeredness is the root of our troubles. I like to look at it as uh, the diagram of a solar system, you know, the sun in the middle and the planets revolving around the sun. Well, when I came into program, I thought I was in the center. I didn't realize this, but I thought I was in the center and everything is supposed to revolve around me. And so I can be rightfully ticked off when life isn't going the way I want it to go. It's supposed to go the way I want it to go. That's the way life is supposed to be. Uh, but I realized through working this program is that no, in fact, sweetheart, your higher power is in the center. So my higher power is in the sun position and everything is supposed to revolve around my higher power. That is the way life is supposed to be. 
And so um, that is a very big uh, way of looking at life, uh, different, a shift that needs to be made. And it says selfishness, self-centeredness, that is the root of our troubles. Um, and so it also jumping down, it says above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness, this self-centeredness. It We must or it kills us. So this is life or death for me to get this concept. Um, it's a different way of looking at life. And this is the how and the why of it. First of all, I have to quit playing God. I used to introduce myself in meetings. I'd say, hi, my name is Dawn and I'm a recovering higher power. I would say that because, yes, it's the truth. You know, uh, that that in, in essence is the way I was living my life. I'm a recovering, recovering higher power. And first of all, it says we have to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Next, in, the, in this drama of life, God is going to be our director. So the director gives the actors the lines. The actors don't come on and start making up their own lines. They're looking to the director for what to say and how to act. That's the director's job. That's not the actor's job. And so myself as the actor, I'm supposed to be pausing throughout the day and asking my director, what's my line? How would you have me handle this one, God? What would you have me say? How would you have me act in this situation, God? Please help me to see my family more like you would delight in me seeing them. Help me to love them as you would have me love them. Help me to speak to them. What's my line? That is my job. And he is the principal. We are his agents. So principal is uh, in the financial district. This comes from Bill W. The, the agent is legally responsible to work for whatever the principal's goals are. So God's goals are to be what I do during the day. It is my legal responsibility. It is my job. So whatever God's will is, that's supposed to be my goal. That's supposed to be what I'm working towards is God's will. So the appropriate use of my time is to asking my higher power throughout the day, how would you have me handle this situation, God? What is your will? May your will be my only goal. That is what I'm working for. That is my job to make sure that I am looking out for whatever your will is, God. And then it says, God is the father, we are his children. So we're talking about the perfect parent here, not just any father. So God is my perfect parent. God loves me beyond what I can begin to comprehend with my mind. I am loved. I am delighted in. I am cherished. I am safe. I am protected by the perfect parent. And it said, most good ideas are simple. This is the keystone, the most important fact, holding up the whole arch that I'm going to walk through through freedom. So it's when we sincerely took this position on the top of page 63 that all, all sorts of remarkable things followed. I have a new employer. Being all powerful, he provides what I needed if I keep close to him and perform his work well. Uh, so I have a new employer. I We actually employ um, various people to come into our home throughout the day and uh, work with our uh, sons, our adult sons with uh, autism and mental illness. Uh, and we have one aide who would sit at the table and just look on his phone and do his own personal stuff during the day rather than working. It would drive me absolutely insane. I had to do so many 10 steps on this person. 
And then through a 10 step, I finally realized, you know what? His, that's me. He's doing what I do. When I throughout the day get lost and distracted in my own stuff, you know, my own busyness, and I forget I'm employed. I have an employer who has priorities for me. I'm ignoring my employer's priorities and I'm just working on my own stuff. That's me. I'm doing that to God. I'm forgetting that I have a new employer that I'm supposed to be working. What are God's priorities for my day? What am I supposed to be focusing my attention on? What am I supposed to be doing? I'm getting paid to do what my employer wants me to do. That's why I'm here. Am I pausing and asking, God, what would you have? What is most important to you for me to do right now? Please help me to see the situation I'm in more like you see it, God. What are, how would you have me handle this situation? You know, an, and a really good employer never sends their employee out without giving that employee everything that they need to be super successful in whatever that employer wants that employee to do. So I'm no longer relying on my shaky abilities. I'm relying on the creator of the universe's abilities. And I can trust that I'm going to be given whatever I need to be able to do God's will exactly as God would delight in it being done. And all I need to do is ask my employer, please, God, help me to do this. Help me to act as you would have me act in this situation. Give me your words. What's my line here, God? What would you have me say in this situation? Help me to see my daughter. Help me to see my sons more like you see them, God. Help me to love my husband as you would delight in me loving him, God. Give me your words. What are your priorities here? Help me to focus on those during the day. May your will be my only goal. Your will is my only goal. And our new employer provides what we need if we keep close to him and perform my work well. No, perform his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves. Now, a footing is actually an architectural term. It's the level uh, ground beneath the foundation. So the foundation is put on the footing. So the footing is super, super important for the whole structure of the building to be sound and to not have cracks in it. And so this thought, these ideas of God being my employer, God having the priorities that I'm supposed to be focusing on during the day, God being my director, God being my father, my principal, and I work for God's goal. That's the foundation that I'm putting this whole building upon. I'm building my life on this. It's super important. Established on such a footing, we become less and less interested in our little plans and designs. So we're building a building and God is the architect. We don't know what we're building, but God does. We don't need to know but God knows. And so a beautiful use of my time is asking God, how would you have me be? What would you have me be focusing on? So we're less and less interested in our little plans and designs and more and more we become interested in seeing what we can contribute to life. As we feel new power flow in, as we enjoy peace of mind, this is how I get peace of mind. For me to stop resisting reality for me to stop resisting God's will 
and to ask God for my priorities and to go with God's flow in life. And when I make God's will my only goal and give up my little plans and designs of how I think it needs to be, that's when I experience peace that is not dependent. It's not saying that all of a sudden, you know, life starts going all the way that we want it to go. And that's why we're peaceful. No, it starts going the way and we start experiencing peace when we start focusing on God's priorities. When we're doing God's will, when we're staying in touch with our higher power. So more and more, I become interested in seeing what I can contribute to life as I feel new power flow in, as we enjoy peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we become conscious of his presence, we begin to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter we are reborn. Wow. Wow. Reborn. This is This is the foundation for us living a new life and having this new growth, this new life. Doing what? Doing our higher powers priorities, not our priorities. Pausing throughout the day and asking our new employer for how God would have us handle things. God, please help me to see my life more like you would have me see it. Help me know how to act, God, and what to say. Give me your words. Your will be done, not mine. And whatever your will is, God, even though it may be the last thing that I want, whatever it is, I accept it, I welcome it, and I say thank you. May your will be done, not mine. My husband's health, uh, there was a time a number of months back where I didn't know if he was going to make it through the night. Um, You know, uh, his breathing difficulties and... um, And I finally got to the point where I just said, God, I surrender. I don't know what needs to happen next. Not for your greater good to be the end result. I don't know. I surrender this whole thing. I give it over to you, God. And I say, whatever your will is, you know, if it's your will for him to make it through the night or not, whatever your will is, that is all I want. So if this is your will, pedal to the metal, let's go. Whatever it is, God, whatever your will is, that is my only goal. And whatever that is, I accept it, I welcome it, and I say thank you. May your will be done, not mine. Your will be done, not mine. And I was able to feel peaceful in the midst of a very, very scary situation. And that's the beauty of this program. We come in looking for our ease and comfort from food. We put the food down and then we realize, wow, you know what? I've been seeking my ease and comfort from trying to control people and circumstances and get them to go the way I've made up in my mind. I need them to go in order for me to be okay. And this program teaches me moment by moment to seek my ease and comfort from my higher power. And surrendering to my higher power and making God's will my only goal. May your will be my only goal, God. I surrender. I lean back. And I make your will my only goal. May your will be done, not mine. And now we are at step three. And many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee. To build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. So we are basically, I visualize myself here, putting myself into God's hands as building material. 
I am, you know, a brick and I'm offering myself to God. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what building we're building and it doesn't matter. Whatever God's will is, whatever your priorities are, God, I offer myself to you. And I ask for your will to be done, God. Do with me as you will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. The bondage of self is what I'm enslaved to. Is The bondage is when I try to force my will, when I try to play higher power. That is a bondage. When I'm trying to force my will, when I'm trying to play the higher power, that is a slavery. And it's not to my higher power. It's to me thinking I'm I'm the higher power. And that's slavery. So relieve Dawn, me in the bondage of self. Dawn, the three-minute warning. Thank you, thank you so much. That I may better do what? That I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties. Take away my self-centeredness. Take away my dishonesty. My When I'm telling myself things that aren't true, such as I know what needs to, I know better than God how life needs to be going and this should not be happening. That's a dishonesty that I tell myself when I think I'm in charge. I forget that I'm not the higher power. I'm not running the show. May God's will be done, not mine. Take away my difficulty that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. For what reason? So that I can bear witness to thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And we think well before making this step, taking this step, making sure we are ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Those are powerful words. Abandon myself utterly to him. And I will often walk and say this, repeat this over and over. It's a beautiful mantra to say to myself, I abandon myself utterly to you, God. I abandon myself utterly to you. I abandon myself utterly to you. May your will be my only goal, not mine, God. Help me to see my family more like you see them, God. Help me to love my daughter and my son as you would delight in me loving them, God. Give me your words. May your will be done, not mine. And whatever your will is, God, even if it's the last thing that I want, I accept it, I welcome it, and I say thank you. May your will be my only goal. Your will be my only goal. Thank you so much for allowing me to come here and to share with you today. And it's just been such a gift. Blessings to all of you as we walk this road together. May God's will be our only goal. Amen.